Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. And I'm Joe. And we're outside today. And the wind is joining us. Yeah. So, <laughs> apologize for quality issues up front, but we're going to do our best out here today. We've got a lot of good things and fun things to talk about today, so I'm kind of excited. And a great cigar. And a great cigar. One of my favorite. I hope that shut it off. We'll see. That's actually my lunch alarm when I'm at work, telling me I should I should go eat. No, it's not. It's your go-home alarm. Oh, it's my go-home alarm. Way right. later than usual. Uh, we are, that's right, that's right. Way later than usual. So to go get some chow first. We did. It's good to have lunch with your friends instead of just always doing a podcast with them. But um, we will put this through the heavy wind compressor on the yeah, computer. Yeah, there's a tool for that, right? <laughs> I think so. Remove heavy wind. Yeah. <laughs> so um, hopefully you'll be able to hear us. We're pretty close to the mic. And uh, if you smell the smoke, that'll be a good thing. Well, no, maybe we should turn that around. Turn it. So the wind's not blowing straight into the mic. Mic. Well, it is kind of coming from that way. Okay. We'll see how that works. Maybe that'll yeah. be better. Yeah, we'll see. So, uh, in our hands, we have the cigar. There's probably two, maybe three, that would win the, the top cigar spot for me. But if you pushed me and made me pick one of those three, I would pick this one. Uh, it is the Christophe Lajero, which is, in fact, a Criollo. Some people refer to it as the Christoph Criollo, uh, Criollo Lijero. Co-ho-ho-ho. Co- it's the Christmas time. Co-ho-ho-ho. <laughs> Too many G's that sound like H's and double L's that are yeah. pronounced. And if you're searching, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, and you're, ser- and you're searching for the Christoph Lijero, then you should just, ser- I will give you an American phonetic translation. Search for Ligero. L-I-G-R-O. No, E E R O. That's what I said. L I G L I G E R O. Ligaro. 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 You do know that on a podcast you can't say that's what I said because they could just rewind it. <laughs> and, and the, I will be exonerated <laughs> by the evidence or lack thereof. Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll have to have Barr come in and decide what you said. Anyway, <laughs> so just we, appeal to my friends. Yeah. That's how you. That's how you win in today's world. Mm. Well, let's talk about the cigar before we go into all that. The Christoph Lajero Criollo is made with a bold Dominican binder that is cloaked by a thick and leathery Honduran Criollo wrapper. It's made entirely with Cuban seed long filler, including Nicaraguan and Dominican, with three times the Lajero as their normal uh, non-Lajero version to produce a full-bodied, full-flavored bouquet with impressive oils and satisfying nuances, but maintaining perfect balance throughout well it's my favorite so i would tend to agree with all that it's not just marketing you know i mean i I don't i've never smoked this one before and so when you were saying it was your favorite i'm i was i was uh how should we say i was tuned in right when i started to light and just right off the bat the first light which we had to kind of fight to get it in here in this win it was a fun fight it was a fun fight (laughs) We, we won but uh, right off the bat, you can taste the, the quality and the depth and the and just that bouquet of nice, sweet, toasty goodness. Yeah, now, t- tell me if, if I'm right, Joe. I think, in general, this gross generalization, you would tend to like the earthier cigars more than I would. I tend to like the baking spice ones a little more, generally. Right. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I suppose so. I, I suppose think that's right. true. Now we both like both. I don't like dirty tasting. No. Earth. No. But but uh, 
Yeah, I could say that one. I mean, I, I do like the sweet. I like the baking spice uh, as well. But this is pretty top shelf. Yeah. And uh, we got lucky since we bought the collection. These are under $5 in the collection that we bought, which was clearanced. Um, originally, they were up in the $8 range. And for those who care, it's the robust, Robusto size, which is, in this case, 5.5 by 54. That can vary just a little bit. Um, but we're, we're tickled to... I'm tickled to talk about this because it's one of my favorites. And so I'm, I'm trying to tell you what I'm tasting, not what I tasted the first right. four times I smoked this. I'm surprised at how much cigars change. I mean, not the cigars changing probably, but how different my palate is on different days. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say. We'll talk about palate in a minute. I want to say right off the bat, um, the the oil just, just I, I love the oil in this. So right off the bat, just the way it felt in my mouth was good. Um, a little bit of spice in the back of my throat, and by I mean tingly spice. Um, I'm getting kind of a, there's a hint of kind of, just a hint of dark earth probably from the Nicaraguan tobacco, which is landing mostly in the back of my throat. And um, I'm getting just a little bit of sweetness that I can't identify. And I'm not sure about the nuttiness, but because I'm not sure if I'm thinking that because of what I tasted the last time. I'm definitely I'm getting like a toasted okay. nut of some kind. I haven't pinpointed it yet. I'm trying real hard to be unbiased and just say, yeah. what am I tasting? Well, I'm so. getting it. I've never had it before, so. Okay. All right. Well... Any more to say, or shall we jump into stuff? Let us proceed with with uh, the news and things. Okay, and maybe when we do the update, we'll talk about palate. Sure. <clears throat> All right. So, I don't know. There's, I will never be able to fit everything into an hour. So, yeah. What's the top thing that we want to talk about? Well, let's talk about bad haircuts, because hmm. Jesse's mullet is about the worst thing I've heard this week. I love. Puns. I love puns. <laughs> <laughs> Way more than I love the fact that he cost the taxpayers oh my a whole lot of money, did something that was completely illegal, and got off. Yeah. Oh, well, how, what's your take? I mean, I have to admit, if I did something really stupid and got busted and had the possibility of paying a lot of money or going to jail, and I had some favors, I'd try to pull him in. Sure. I would do that. Granted. But I would, I probably in private would admit that it, justice was not served <laughs> if I got off. Mm -hmm. um, but I would be happy that justice wasn't served. Right. Well, you can't you can't uh, fault mullet for smollet. <laughs> I can't stop saying it. It's just so much fun to say. That's, that's all right. We can do it. We can so, do it. People make up names. We'll call him mullet <laughs> from now on, even though he doesn't have a mullet. Right. So I don't fault him for trying to get out of it, but... From the law enforcement perspective, I'd be I, if I was the Chicago PD, I would be so mad right now. Why, why are they doing what? Why are they working? If if when see that's the worst thing that can happen to a cop is they put a case together and they collect the evidence, they do the work, they do it the right way, despite extreme pressure from their community, which they certainly would have had on this case, and they dot all their eyes and they cross all their T's, and then they and then the prosecutor won't prosecute. That there's nothing that makes a cop matter than plea deals and failures to prosecute. And so, I mean, from their perspective, that, I mean, even, okay, everybody's mad about this. Even Rahm Emanuel came out and was, was upset about this. Yeah, that surprised me when I saw that. You know, I, I have to, you know, to, to get, 
we don't always talk about the facts, but the facts do matter here. So I, so I believe this is correct. He had he did actually have to forfeit like his bond or whatever it was, like ten maybe ten grand. I think he had to pay like ten thousand. Yeah. So he lost. So he lost ten grand. Um, which it it doesn't seem like justice was served. Um, and, and they said, well, community service. But it was my understanding someone reported that that community service had nothing to do with this crime. Like, it was something completely different that he served community service for. Yeah. And they said, oh, well, that should apply somehow. Yeah, I think that the prosecutor was citing some kind of service to his community as far as race awareness or something goes. I mean, just kind of backwards craziness to me. I mean, I don't, I don't care if he's blue or yellow or I pink. Care. I don't care what color a guy is or where he comes from. If you commit crimes and it's proven that you committed crimes and you hurt people, you hurt people, then then you need to be, have consequences for it. That's... Yeah. I and don't it, care who your friends are or what good you did in the past. Not to mention that they're saying, oh, maybe, you know, if he did this stuff, whatever it was, if, if what you're saying is true, for, for, to support, you know, race, reconciliation or whatever. But the whole thing that he did was right. against it was, that. It was to stir up race. Yeah. And so that was, that's just... Our, we need to give a shout out here too because we did have a comment, a question from our listener on this one. Mm. And he asked a good question this morning. He called me up and said, Hey, Joe, you guys are going to podcast today? I said, Yeah. I said, He said, <laughs> You got to talk about this. And he raises a perfectly awesome question. And that is, What would have happened if J- Jesse would have been a white guy that got together with two of his white buddies and claimed that they had been attacked by these crazy black racists and trying to I mean do the math we would be hearing a different story yeah it would have probably been yeah wow and then then we're talking about equal like equal protection under the law type of stuff you know well I think yeah one of the things that I'm I'm, I try to think of the positive things because I could get real ticked about this but the fact that some black folks are saying, it, again, it it's it doesn't matter what color their skin right. are. Right. It's just a people but group. Because black folks are saying this isn't right, I, that's a good thing. I'm glad yeah. they're saying it doesn't matter what color my skin is, this is wrong. And it's good that some people uh, are doing that because then no one can say, oh, you're just white guys, you don't yeah. understand. Well, there's also, I mean, I, I believe in ultimate justice. Whatever happens in this life, I think that we're all going to be held to account. So I don't, I don't fear that he's going to get away with anything necessarily, ultimately. But I think that probably, I can, I, if I try to look for the positives in all of this, I think that if they would have nailed him to the wall and made a big public display of him, um, he would have still been able to play some kind of victim card in all of this. Yeah. And I don't want him to have the ability to do that. So now, what is he? He's a liar. He's a he's a criminal, and everybody knows it. He's and he wants to pursue a, a career in acting. Well, good luck, I guess. I hope I hope that some of his fans have taken note, you know. And I I hope it matters to him. But maybe it was the best outcome as far as just like we're not gonna have this debate. Race-wise, race, I mean on racial terms. Well, let me, I want to ask you a question, and then I want to talk about heart justice. Uh, But I want to ask you, 
because I'm asking myself this question. What has nailed him to the wall? What, what do we really mean? When we I don't want him right. punished worse than he should have been punished. Mm-hmm. Just whatever is yeah. the correct punishment right. for that crime. Right. We, and we're not lawyers. Um, you're a cop, but you still wouldn't necessarily yeah. know what the I'm a reserve officer. You're a reserve so, yeah. officer. I should clarify. Yeah, yeah. I said this yeah. stuff in prior episodes. but yeah. what, what is that, a policeman light? I don't know. <laughs> Call what you want. Call what you want. <laughs> Tastes great, less filling. No, wait. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, so what? What would be? What would be right? Well, from some people that really don't know. I just would. I would. I mean, would the crime that he committed was filing a false report, filing a false complaint, and maybe other crimes too. I know he was up against like fifteen charges or something like that. Which, I mean, I guess. Somebody, somebody made the comment yesterday that they get thousands of false reports every day in Chicago or in a year or whatever. They get thousands of these, and nothing happens to those people, so nothing should happen to this guy. And I think, I think that there's a difference because when, when just some lady in the, who has a beef against her neighbor calls the cops and lies about her neighbor, it's, they're the only ones that are really affected. Nobody finds out or knows about yeah. that. But when you have a national impact on an already tense subject, I think it... I think just all I'm looking for as far as justice goes is for him to be charged with and convicted of the crime that he committed. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Whatever the Illinois statute or the federal statutes that he broke, whatever those punishments are, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I, I also read, I read, I think I read the headline that there is a possibility of like some federal charges still being brought against him. Yeah. Um, and uh, so. Anyway, and I, I, I'm not. I agree with you. I'm not sure what justice, what, what that means in this case, because I don't know enough about the law or the way people are, are punished. We should expect a crazy burn on this cigar, by the way, just because all this wind. wind so, so don't. Trying to protect it and keep it lit. So, so heart justice, which it goes along a little bit with with what you said. I think, regardless of what happens with the law, there is something that's going to happen inside him, and I pray that that affects change in a good way for him yeah see and that's really if you look into kind of the the goal of the law and the whole justice system anyway is that it's it's internal change and it's it's voluntary compliance with the law so like even if he was punished the result that the law would be hope hope to get from that is that he would not break the law anymore right so, I mean, aside from any kind of restitution that he might be able to offer, which I don't even know, that would be a different matter altogether probably, trying to mend the fences that he tore down when he was claiming that this was a racial thing or a Trump thing or whatever. Um, if, if he goes and sins no more, then I guess that's kind of, maybe it would save us a lot of money. But we've already spent a lot of money on it, so. Yeah. I'm, I do tend to be a person that thinks more about money and justice than grace and um you know the the person um because it's easy because you can you can kind of you can quantify justice sort of you can quantify money sort of you can look at the but you can't always quantify motive and what's happening in someone's heart yeah um so we can we can hope we can pray that and that's why the justice system will always fall short no matter what it's because we can't we can't see hearts yeah, well, in, in honesty, I, honestly, I think that's something that really um, the, the left gets it wrong a lot. Yeah. Because the left, they will say, they won't say this out loud, but, in, but they skip the part, I know your motives and you're a bad person because of this. They just go to, you're a bad person. And they think they know your motives when 
they don't. Right. And most of the time they're wrong. Um, that's just part of the way they argue. Um, so, um, well, there we go. <clears throat> so, Mr. Smollett, um, God be with you. Um, we'll, we'll see if anything see else happens. happens there. Here, so. but can we talk about a little bit, though, about the background repercussions of what it might mean that he got uh, acquitted? Sure. <clears throat> so, from what I understand is that the lead prosecutor... Uh, and her and one of her associates, uh, uh, Chin, I think is the name. There's something like that. Fox and Chin are the two names that I think Fox is the prosecutor that dropped the charges, and I think Chin is an attorney, and I'm, she's involved somewhere. But both of them are close associates of Obama, and I'm wondering here if if uh, I, I'm 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 assuming, and I'm speculating that that had something to play with this, returning favors or something here and I don't I just wonder going forward now with and some of the stuff we're going to talk about later with the Mueller investigation wrapping up and Trump being exonerated I wonder if that if this is all going to kind of funnel down into a into a something else something maybe bigger or well it could you know and as you said that I was thinking on you know how with my with my children meeting out justice or meeting out, you know, appropriate consequences, etc. I have to decide when is it important to kick their butt and when is it important to give them a hug and say, hey, you know, you messed up. Don't do it again. I'm not really in favor of hugging people and turning them loose when it comes to law, but (laughs) but you see my point, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I want to, I want to, I want to believe in the justice system. I want to say that um, hopefully this will this will be okay. But the, but what the the thing that bothers me is it almost it almost says it's okay for other people to do this. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that's mine too. Um, and honestly, again, I hate when I say well the black folks, but when, when some black folks are complaining about this, I think they might be worried about that too, mm-hmm. because they don't want fakes. If there's a real issue, they want it dealt with. They don't. We don't want to be wasting time with fake issues. Time, money. Damages their cause, the yeah. ultimate cause. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. <laughs> we're fighting for this cigar today, aren't we? Well, mine got burning so wonky, I'm having a hard time keeping it lit. Uh. Um, but um, we're a minute and a half away from the update. Let's go ahead and update because <clears throat> we're. I think we've ended the smallest stuff. Um, I'm gonna blame my wonky burn on the wind. Uh, yeah, keeping a real. I'm keeping really mindful of how I have this turned here. Try to keep the flame where I want it. But yeah, it's it's a fight. It's a struggle today. Yeah, I've got like three quarters of an inch and an inch and a half on mm-hmm. on opposite sides of my cigar. And yeah, we knew we were gonna fight it when yeah. we chose the wind. But it's a beautiful day. Is it? It's not 50. Is it 45? Oh, it's got to be in the 60s. You think? Yeah. The wind's probably making it feel a little cold, yeah. cooler. But um, so this is. I love this cigar. I was, um, when I was really drawing on it, making, really trying to fit the taste, I was getting the, the almond amaretto, uh, the, the nutty with just a hint, hint of sweet, and I was, I was loving that. And it's almost like there might be another nut in there, and when you get trying to, like, divide that up in my brain is hard, but it almost seems like there might be another, like a, I don't know, a hazelnut or a walnut, which are different, but... Um, 
walnut's so bitter sometimes if the cigar's bitter yeah. it might be walnutty but i'm not like mm -hmm. catching so maybe maybe there's a walnut and amaretto but but uh, this is overall what i like um it seems like it's lost a little oil that might be because i'm drawn kind of fast and it's burning weird but, w mm -hmm. but we'll see the taste is still what i like in a cigar um and it hasn't i don't think it's changed i think i'm just starting to figure out and taste what i'm tasting so it's good it's a retro good. hail burns but it just but a it little. enhances the flavor yeah it burns a little mm, hard to keep mine lit i'm probably going to do a touch-up you got any more to say shall we no, I think we can move along. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this. See if this lighter stays lit. If it does, I'm gonna try to touch this up. I don't know if it'll do it or not, but we'll try because there's a lot of wind. Oh no, well, I'm gonna leave it. My ash fell and it's still wonky, but I'm gonna. You wanna pause? Mm -mm. Real time. Let's not pause it. It's a real time podcast. You fight through real this cigar. Time, it'll, real life. It'll fix itself. I hope. Let me just say, the reason a wonky burn matters is because most of the flavor comes from the wrapper. Mm -hmm. So if you get a wonky burn, you're not getting wrapper for some of the draw right. when you should be. And so because the side that's not burning, you're not getting all that flavor. Well, then if you if, sometimes you just try to correct it and you burn it off. And so you, you lose it. But if it can catch up, then you'll sometimes intensify the next next few draws with the wonky part. So, but um, I like this cigar so much. I'm not going to complain too much on <laughs> just this. Enjoy it. I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah, so. that's right. It is good. So, um, all right. What's next? We're going to go to Muller's. Muller's. It's like we have. Don't we? We have to go there, don't we? Because that's like. Yeah. That's the big thing. We really like, do. We could get bogged down there, but what the heck? So, the report came out. Yeah. Well, some of it. We not all of it's public, I guess, right? Oh, but not about. about not all of it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah, and I don't care. I don't. I don't really want. I thought. I. I think last week I might have even mentioned that I did want it to go public, but I, I'm. I. I don't want it to. Well, it, I think yeah, it would be a mistake. Well, it's it's actually against jurisprudence and law for it to go public because the the grand jury has certain rights, and when people are in front of a grand jury, it's not like being in front of a courtroom where you have a lawyer protecting you. You're just there. The grand jury asks you questions. You have to answer, or you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. So. You can say all kinds of things that could get you in trouble or that make you look bad, but those things are guaranteed that no one will find out. This is about Trump collusion. Unless you blatantly committed a crime, then they could come back and put, but you're supposed to be completely honest or you can be mm -hmm. sent to jail. So you could say, you know, that you did a number of things that you don't want anybody to know about. In fact, you could even say, I did this for national security. We did these things for national security if that would have affected anything. And then that can't come out because if that national came security, out, right. it's it would violate and, mm -hmm. uh, protecting our country's national security. So there are reasons why it can't sure. be public. So the people that are demanding it be public, that's just that's a ridiculous claim. Um, no, no offense to... <laughs> well, they're ridiculous yeah. people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm really, I guess, okay. I've been saying all along that Trump's not guilty. And we find out now that there was no collusion. And believe me, if they would have found any other crime, they would have be, they would have been talking about that as well. Um, they tried they tried <laughs> tried to get these people on process crimes and all these different types of things. 
and that's all they could come up with. I'm really curious as what's going to happen next. Because we could, I mean, we could talk, sure, we could talk about the fact that he's been exonerated, but it doesn't really make a difference now, because we've kind of known that all along. My biggest, uh, my, my biggest question is, are they going to go after the people who had to have known about this fake dossier? Are they going to go about, you know, the people that have misused the, the FISA courts? Are we going to go after the people that, the, the Ukraine collusion? There actually was collusion in the, in the 2016 election, and it was the Democrats with Ukraine. <laughs> Yeah. I want to, are we going to actually get to what happened? That's my big, 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 big question. And and some of these uh, establishment guys are trying to soft pedal this and be like, okay, the system worked and and we there's nothing to see. So now we're going to move on and put it behind us. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Those days are gone, man. I and think, I think so. The I, system did not work because an innocent man got drugged through the mud. An innocent, uh, what do you call it? Not regime. Administration. Yep. And... Despite the fact that he got drugged through the mud for two years, he did amazing work. Now I, w- I want to see—I do want to see some justice on this one because it's one thing to commit a crime and not get punished for it; it's another to accuse somebody else of committing a crime. You know, and yeah. Well, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of layers here. The first one is trust. You know, they're they're saying we want Mueller to hammer him, and then when Mueller does what he's supposed to do, then and if they don't agree with the outcome, they say. I don't trust him. I want to see the documents. Well, you either trust him or you don't. You have to believe in the system. You can't just say, okay, we need to pursue this, and then say, oh, well, he didn't. Agree, he doesn't agree with what we, the outcome we wanted, so now we don't trust him anymore. Yeah. We want to see it. See, I think Mueller's a bad guy in this thing, man. Do you? Oh, for sure. I mean, how long did it take after we got Trump's attorney general in there before the thing was done and over with? He had to have known very, very early on that there was no collusion. In fact, they so they got the original scope of Mueller's mandate or whatever, he, he very quickly after that, I forget how long it was, but asked for another uh, increased scope for the investigation. Mm-hmm. But at that time, that's when he knew that there was no collusion. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing for the last 600 and some days has been nothing but a political stunt to try to take down Trump. And that's muy illegal, man. <laughs> okay, I don't necessarily believe Mueller is completely innocent in this either but i do want to say that's got to be an awfully hard job (laughs) i do want to say is it though maybe not to find the truth i don't think it's that hard of a job i think to prolong an investigation and walk the tightrope that he's had to walk is a pretty hard is a pretty hard job yeah you're right but i I mean mean, if he was only driven by truth it should have just been this is what we're in and out man yeah i you know i i really uh i was listening to dan bongino yesterday and he was a he was a secret service officer or agent whatever you want to call him who had to do national and sometimes international investigations he had himself and an attorney and and an office you know like a ten thousand dollar office budget and he was talking about investigations that he had to do that were way more complicated than this one and they wrapped them up in 30 days yeah yeah so i i would i would agree with you there seems to be a little bit a little bit of other stuff going on but just the fact that I wanted to talk about this idea that Trump has not been exonerated. There, I think there's, first of all, a flaw in the thinking of, we'll say the Democrats, it's not just the left, in the Democrats that don't want Trump to be president. They're, you, really? I, I'm going to make sure, yeah, I'm going to make sure this cigar stays lit, darn it. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to say that they don't want him to be president anymore. Well, first of all, you can't completely prove that someone has been exonerated only specifically with regard to the crime so when they say he hasn't been exonerated what they really mean is he hasn't been cleared of doing absolutely nothing 
but he has been exonerated of the claims that the that this was put forth to check. He's yep. been exonerated of those. But what they say is you can't prove that someone has never done nothing right wrong because but that's yeah. But the justice system says you're innocent until proven. Right. You have to be proven guilty, not proven innocent. It's like if I said Doug robbed such and such a bank. Yeah. And then we do an investigation and we found that there's no evidence to lead that no evidence to lead us to the conclusion that Doug robbed the bank. Right. But then then I could come back and say, "We'll prove that he didn't rob the bank." Right. And you can't <laughs> prove that. That's not the No. That's not what they're for. Mhm. Yeah. So that that's the first thing and I, nobody, you know, of, of all the podcasts I listen to, nobody's brought that up and said that it's like you can't prove that somebody didn't do something. You assume they're innocent, and you have to prove that they did. That's the way the justice system works. You have to works. assume that they're innocent. Yeah. And first of all, I, I think if you, if I talked to a really smart philosopher, they'd say you can't prove a non, you can't prove, you can't disprove a negative or something like that. It's okay. like you can't prove someone didn't rob a bank. You have to prove that they did mm -hmm. because it's impossible to prove the negative or something like that philosophically, yeah. but I'm not smart enough to, <laughs> to talk about that. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, no. So... Was there, was there anything else? Because this is, this just, there's so many layers here. Um, you know, just, gosh. And the fact that they're like, oh, well, Barr just gave a summary of the report. We want to see the whole report. It's like, well, this is yeah. the this is the way the system is set up. This is how we do it. This, and I'm, yeah, I can be a little bit skeptical of that. But, but if we don't trust the system, then, okay, change the system so that next time it's better. Something. What, yeah. How far are you willing to go to take like Obama, investigate Obama or Hillary or any of these people. I Is it worth it? Money money wise I think it is. Justice wise I think it is. I think for the state of the country it is. The the nice part about this side of the of the investigation that we're gonna see I think here soon. I hope so. Is that we've already done all the investigating. People have already done all I mean all the work is done. They basically just have to declassify a few documents and because everybody not everybody I've heard a lot of people talking very specifically about who knew what when the chain of custody of this dossier the uh, you know where it came from how it was manufactured who talked to who who didn't talk to who and I feel like there would be a very short investigation especially if we saw how expedient and how actually uh, effective the justice system could be, because now we have actually a, a, a attorney general and a and an administration that's going to work together. Yeah, I think we could really. I, I think by next month we could have answers and we could have arrests. But. Maybe I. Yeah, there. I'm not a big fan of Hillary. I don't think you are either. Um, but that. That goes back to she was wrapped up in she's not the only one. Well, here's the thing. These people were all working for Obama. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's the thing. And I don't know what kind of hooks Hillary had into Obama or whether he was just trying to keep the party in power or what, but he was directing. He had to have been directing this stuff. Well, he had to at least know what was happening. And at the very least it. he could have said, "Okay, mm -hmm. I got more important things to worry about." Yeah. And not taken lead as the president of the United States and stopped it. Well, I heard, I heard on the way here today that now Comey, and there's another guy, uh, I think it was uh, pa uh, Carter. Carter and Page were the two lovers or whatever, right, that were texting each other. Carter, Carter Page is one person. Carter Page is that one person? That's a guy? Yeah. And then, okay. Yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, Comey and somebody else, I thought it, maybe it was Page, are saying, hey, we were acting under direct orders of the president. You can't prosecute us. Mm. And if they're saying that, <laughs> then, 
then, buddy, mm-hmm. start the music because it's time to dance. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't. I don't think a lot of this is speculation. And and being just a guy in Oskaloosa, Iowa, yeah. you know, I'm like, gosh, you know, how much how much time are we going to spend on this? But it yeah. it does seem that there was corruption in multiple layers of our government, and it needs to be. The swamp needs to be drained. Um, it needs to be exposed. Because cause it goes back to something you talked about earlier, and that's the trust issue. Mm-hmm. Even here in Oskaloosa, people need to trust their government is in, has their best interest in mind. And if we don't, there's going to be big problems all across the country, maybe even the world, because of that. We've got to restore confidence mm-hmm. and trust in the, in the government. And that's the only way to do it is to see some justice done. Yeah. Say that, you know, say it, this was wrong, it shouldn't have been done, it should never be done, regardless of which side of politics you're on. Right. Um, and I, man, it, two years into it now, I think Trump might be the guy to do that, because he's, he's the wild card. I was going to say it, so I'm mm-hmm. glad you did. <laughs> yeah, he's the wild card. He's unaffiliated. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, in, in a sense, he's almost the, like, almost the independent that we could never yeah. vote in, you yep. know? Um, he does. He he has passed most most of what he's done. In fact, all but spending crazy. He's pretty much been conservative. Yeah. Maybe little questions on tariffs. I won't hit him too hard there. Spending is just out of the out crazy, the, out of control. But the thing is, I'm getting to the point, Doug, where even the things that I disagree with him on, I'm willing to just sit back and wait mm-hmm. on, and and just like, hey, you know what? I might have had judgments about this a year ago. Now I'm just going to reserve judgment because he has proved to be way smarter than anybody gave him credit for. And it's his own party or his opposition. He's just like always a step ahead. He he is, and that that kind of impresses me. There, and there are plenty of things I don't like don't like about him as a person, but but he seems to be getting stuff done that I'm glad he's getting done. Yep. Um, if I had a daughter that was seventy, I wouldn't want her dating him. <laughs> Which is I'm glad you don't have a daughter that's seventy. That, yeah, that wouldn't wouldn't makes work, my but, brain hurt. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so, all right, maybe maybe that's enough of that. Um, so there's been some stuff with Obamacare happening, and I didn't get all the details, but didn't um, wasn't it kind of like struck down by a lower court, like Obamacare? I thought so, but yeah, so. The, the thing, and this is, this is where I don't have all the details, but I think we can talk about it as, a, as like, what are our values and what matters here. If it's been struck down, then shouldn't, it, it's kind of like the Brexit thing. They're, like, in England, they said, we don't want Brexit. And now they're like, okay, how are we going to stop Brexit? You, how are we going to, you just end it. Sorry, yeah. yeah. At the very least, just drop it, cut it, and then figure out how to help the people that need help. If that's our job, even if it's not our job, I would, to get out of Obamacare, to get out of the insurance business, I would be willing to spend some tax money to say, in the interim, if we're going to cut our losses and say we're not in healthcare, mm-hmm. I would be willing to spend some money to take care of some people in the interim. Six yeah. months, a year, even two, maybe two, I'd be willing yeah. to spend some taxpayer money to ease the pain that will be caused, but well, you have to isn't cut Isn't that it. what's going on right now, though? I, I mean... Kind of, it is though. I mean, because in order to, okay, so you got, <clears throat> I get we have to backtrack a little bit. And I don't want to dig up old bones here, but okay, okay. So Obamacare gets passed as a tax. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so now Trump killed Obamacare when he reduced the penalty for the individual mandate to zero yeah. because no longer a tax anymore. Right. It's not a tax. 
So it can't be a tax if it's not a tax. Right. Anyway, so so at that point it was struck down. Now, I, while I hear what you're saying, I think it might do more damage politically and to just your everyday people <clears throat> if you make a huge drastic policy change now and then have to make another huge drastic policy change again. Because people who, who are confused are easily manipulated politically. Mm -hmm. And I think so maybe, I think that, I think honestly what we're seeing right now is spending money. We're spending money to take care of some people in the interim while they get it figured out. Because if they, you know, like if they would just chop it, there were a lot of people that would just not know what, how to think for themselves and not know what to do in that regard. I will concede that you might be right. I will not concede that it's better. Um, only because I have to draw a line in my brain, and my brain is, if you're making a decision based on politics instead of based on what's best, even though some people would be confused and it might hurt politically, it's hard for me to say that's a better choice because we maintain some political power because we didn't do what was best well, faster. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about serving the function. Hmm. And, I, and I think it is best to not make, not make uh, drastic changes multiple times if you can help it. Because <laughs> I know how people think, and man... I'm uh, glad that our government <laughs> moves slowly on one hand. Yeah. That's how the framers wanted it. But I'm not... I do think there are times, and again, I don't want to make... They're not, the parallels aren't perfect, but when you look at Brexit, and whatever her name is, I think it's Theresa May. Theresa May, yeah. It's like, people want Brexit. Okay, get out of Brexit. Quit letting the EU push you around. End it. Yeah. And deal with whatever problems. See, now that case, I agree mm -hmm. with you. Totally agree. To just end it and then deal with the end issues. Because they're, they're a nation that can handle those problems. Right. We are too. We're bigger. We're better. We can handle it. Drop, I would say, drop Obamacare. Deal with the political fallout. Deal with the fallout of people that need help. And maybe we have to spend some taxpayer money in the interim to fix it. I don't think they should come up with another health care plan. I just think they should drop it. Just and get then, out of it. If necessary, which probably is necessary... Do what it takes to take, take care of people. The, the, well, and I, I would say the same thing about um, about uh, a lot of things. Um, what's the what's the retirement stuff? Social security. That, so, uh, same thing about social security. We should just drop it, sunset it, and yeah, and then have have something in the interim to take care of those who have who should get something from it because they paid into it. It I'm seems easy, player. doesn't it? It does, because we're two guys in Oskaloosa. And, we know everything. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's easy for us, you know. It, it is. It's, it's funny. I heard, I heard Ben Shapiro say that once. He said, I got the easy job. I just have to sit here and talk about my opinions and my values yeah. and why this should be done. It's a lot harder to be the oh, politician yeah. and make it happen. Way harder. So hats off to those who are working to do things right. It, Not, really, it really would be maddening, wouldn't it? Uh -huh. Because while well, you know the right answer, but you have to stay in that office mm -hmm. to do what... To do what the right thing is. So it becomes very difficult. <clears throat> yeah. It does. I, you know, and you asked me once if I should get into politics, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd be a good politician. I'm not sure if I could do the, the push and the pull and the go slow and be gradual a good, change. Maybe a good uh, advisor. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, so I, I remember hearing Rush Limbaugh talk about that. Though people wanted him to run for president or something like that. He's like, nope, I'm good. I like it right where I'm at. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I think when you when you have something like he has that that big yeah. of a following, that big of a mouthpiece, it's like, man, you 
he smokes the cigars he wants. He probably eats what he wants. He, he, he lives he wants. his life, and he makes makes change in the world. Yeah. You know, that's a yeah. good place to be in. It is. He probably has more listeners than we do. Uh, yeah, you're right. He probably does. I had to think about that a little bit. Uh, you know how excited I'm going to be if somebody other than Mark actually comments on our podcast someday. <laughs> I'm going to be like just tickled. Somebody in Kentucky is listening to our podcast. Yeah. What? So, Kentucky. I don't even know if we want to if we want to go there, but we're they grow uh, tobacco there. They do grow tobacco in Kentucky. Maybe not too many cigars. But. Mm. There's a what is it? Dark fired Kentucky. That's I think where they take Virginia. No, Burley. They take Burley tobacco. They, they smoke it, dark-fired Kentucky. That might not be their main their main tobacco, but it's it's an interesting tobacco. But something has happened in Kentucky that I want to maybe touch on, unless we have something that's I think we important. should talk about the cigar. We're at the oh, we are. Time for here. a cigar update. So, um, believe it or not, I, I tried to fix the burn, and it didn't really work because it's just too windy, but... It looks like it's trying to fix. It's trying to fix it, but some of the parts have just blown away. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised that I'm loving it as much as I am, even though the wind is, or whatever, is making it burn all wonky. Um, I'm still, um, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a taste that, that I can't identify, but it, but it's a, it's a taste that if it gets too pronounced, I don't like. It's not bugging me now, but it's like a, here's the best thing I can say. It's like a metallic taste but it's also similar to a taste you get with black olives sometimes when you eat black olives there's a little bit of a metallic mm-hmm. taste in there and um i i wouldn't put it as good or bad i'd kind of put it right in the middle it's just something i think i'm tasting with mm-hmm. everything else and uh well i think too we, we were going to talk about palate did we ever talk about palate we didn't and i think that all, another contributing factor is being outside with this really nice warm spring air mm-hmm. makes it ta- makes you taste things that you might not necessarily taste in the in the garage or wherever we might be in that day. So like I, I'm enjoying the way that that's kind of blossoming some of these flavors too. Well, and I just had beef and broccoli, and did you have sows, mm-hmm. chicken, general sows? So we just had a ch- nice Chinese meal yeah. beforehand. That could affect it. You're drinking coffee. That could yeah. affect it. Lots of things. Um, but I'm enjoying. It. I mean, there's, yeah. This is definitely top, top tier. Yeah, this is. Um, I have no regrets putting this at the top of my, yeah, top of my cigar list. That I think that almond amaretto because it just. There's probably some breadiness that I'm forgetting to talk about, yeah. in there too. And when that mixes with that almond amaretto, it's just getting a hint of that sweet, breadiness that I like in a in a cigar. It's like a nice breakfast, thing happening. Maybe maybe a waffle with a little yeah, like bit a of French maple. toasty yeah. or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so, uh, was I going to talk about anything else? The burn. Oh, I was, I was going to say, and we sort of already said it, but when you're eating or drinking, whatever, everything changes, changes the taste. Temperature can too. This is what I was going to say. When I was smoking, Virginia pipe tobacco tends to burn hot. Yeah. So when I first started smoking pipe, I didn't have my cadence down. And I would smoke it too fast and Virginia's would burn my tongue a little bit. They'd burn hot. I wouldn't get the good flavor. Um, my cadence got better, but before my cadence got better, I went outside on a couple winter days, like right outside my back door, because mm-hmm. I don't smoke in my house. And I'm just the cool, the cold winter air pulling through the pipe, even though my cadence was a little fast, was cooling down the smoke. Mm-hmm. And I was really tasting the Virginias. And when my cadence developed and I learned to draw a little lighter on the Virginia tobaccos, then I could enjoy 
the taste of them. I wasn't burning it and getting a charred taste. I was getting the kind of the lemon zest in there with some of the other flavors. Um, yeah. And so that matters. That's why sometimes we draw hard or draw light. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me today to keep mine lit without drawing hard. Right. That might be a good thing. That Maybe that's why I'm getting such good taste out of it because I'm just puffing We've, on this like crazy. We have found that a lot of times that we smoke them too slow. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and there's been many cases where where we've had to kind of consciously pick up the pace on these cigars. So. And uh, and that's why I'm glad glad we're, we go back and forth. Because when yeah, I tried the one podcast alone, it's like I had to puff on the cigar and not talk. Need <laughs> commercials or something. Yeah, something. <laughs> here, let's play a commercial here. Yeah, right. <laughs> something. <clears throat> um, no, it's true. And uh, I can't remember who our unofficial... Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, let's, I'll throw in our un unofficial sponsor, even though it's late. Um... I want, and I don't think I had this sponsor before, but uh, Clubman Mustache Wax. Um, I mm, keep the cigar. Mm. We okay. Speaking of mustache wax, mm -hmm. we 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 are we are friend facial hair friendly on this show. <laughs> we need to post more pictures because probably people have no idea that we look bearded and woolly. Yeah, um, one, one thing, I, which is a crazy thing to like about having a beard, is that two hours from now, I'll still smell the cigar. Yeah. And usually that's a good thing. It's very seldom a bad thing. Sometimes bad I hate that. Mm. Sometimes I really don't like that. As much as I do like to enjoy a cigar, I, for some reason, the last couple of years, the residual smoke smell has bothered me. Mm. Now, and and that, not, that's not just restricted to tobacco. Like if I go camping or we're outside and have a fire or something. I don't know why it's just started to bug me as I get older. Hopefully I'll grow out of it. Wife, well, wife loves it. She doesn't mind. Well, and, but it's never, like, the beard smell is never as good as smoking the cigar. It either is reminding me of the good cigar or I'm like, oh, that doesn't smell as good as the cigar, you know? So there's always a bit of a letdown, so. True story. So, Kentucky. I want to talk about Kentucky, and it just, it seems weird, and this is, this is one of those things where uh, some people won't like my opinions and I don't care that's why we do the podcast yep you know they should start their own show mm -hmm. they should um, so in Kentucky a high school senior oh it was a senior I believe it was a senior, <laughs> senior. I believe it was a senior because it was a big deal that he couldn't play okay. some basketball games but basically there was a chicken pox outbreak and so they said this guy can't go to school because there's a chicken pox outbreak and he hasn't been vaccinated and it's like, well, mm, come on, cigar. Ah, oh, there we go. And so they told him he couldn't come to school, even though he didn't have chicken box. And they were saying they're doing it to protect other people. Well, they, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm holding back here. I mean, come on, put the brakes on. So <laughs> I, I, let me get the details, and then I'll, then I'll give my opinion. So. They basically said you ha in, you're not vaccinated, so you cannot come back to school until like three weeks after the last reported case has been cured, which probably means the rest of the year for him. He can't play basketball, which may or may not have probably won't affect his scholarships. But he was a basketball player; he can't play basketball. He can't do the things he wanted to do, mm -hmm. which I would say don't go to public school. But <laughs> not a big fan of public schools anyway. Okay, I mean, here's what I would have done. If I was my kid, mm -hmm. I would have been like, okay, kid, come on. We're going over to the house of somebody with chicken pox. We're going to get you exposed to chicken pox. You're going to have chicken pox for a week. You're going to be done. Mm -hmm. 
debate's over. Yeah. Okay, that's a, that's on the front end. The second thing is, how is he a danger to kids if they've been vaccinated? That's the question I always ask. Because that's, that's the thing I don't get about this whole debate. I just don't understand. Yeah. I wish some. I wish. I really, really wish somebody could explain it to me. Why their vaccinated kids are in danger if somebody else's kid isn't vaccinated? I think I know the logic. My wife knows this better than I do, so I'm speaking a little bit from ignorance. But let me try. Go for it. I think the idea is one more person. It's like you're in their theory, so I'm speaking their theory, not mine. Their theory is that if you get exposed, you will get chickenpox, so there's one more person with it, and you have it, ch- then the chances are higher that someone else will get it, and that's bad. So, who's going to get it? They're worried about other unvaccinated people, and they're worried about pregnant women and babies. Okay. So, make the pregnant women and babies not go to high school. <laughs> Yeah, the, wouldn't that? It makes me think that there must have been something else going on here with this, with this case. Because I mean, I just don't, I don't understand. I mean, are they appealing this? I mean, where are the parents at with this? Whole I thing? don't think there is an appeal process. If the school says you can't come, I mean, and you go, I don't know what the, I don't know what the repercussion would be. Would he? Would they kick him out? Probably would they arrest him? I guess if he's trespassing. But I guess, yeah, I guess he would be trespassing. That would. Seems like to me there could be a lawsuit going with that. But. I don't know if he's filed suit. He might be suing. In fact, it's that might have been the headlines. He might be suing. Uh, okay. But but I think the the, the again I'm speculating because I didn't get a whole lot of details on this. But I, if he is suing, which I think he is, they pretty much said you you can't sue because we are in our rights to do this because of this 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 and this. So. Okay. I'm not sure that a, does a person have a right to go to public school. I'm, I don't think that's a right. It's the law. I mean, what's the law you have to go to school? I don't know if it's the law you have to go to public. It's not the law you have to go to public yeah. school. Yeah. So. Oh man. Thank thank goodness it's not the law that he has to get vaccinated. Yeah, I think I agree there. It's not the law yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I remember. I mean, I had the chicken pox in high school. I think. Or middle school, maybe. I, I had the chicken pox. I'm still here. Yeah. I mean, there, there's all kinds of layers, you know. First of all, chicken pox isn't deadly. Oh, well, it can be harmful for pregnant women. And baby. Yeah, okay. it can be. Yes, you're right. So can the flu. Yeah. So can a cold. So can weather. Yeah. So can <laughs> driving a car. Um, but that's why, fundamentally, I like to go back in the to the rights. You know, you or your kid... It's your body, your property, you, your kid, your body. It's your property to decide what you do with. They can't make you take a vaccination. And the fact of the matter is, if they say they're protecting others, then what you should do is say, figure out a method to protect others without violating the rights of that individual. That's what you should say. Market your vaccines. Yeah. Do it. Do a better job if you think that's how to go. Because I, I tell you what, the people that are non-vax people are marketing what they think is right. Yeah. I actually saw, and it's funny that that happened in Kentucky because we have some friends traveling on the road right now, and they were in Virginia or West Virginia, someplace out there. They actually saw a billboard, uh, a billboard that was, I don't know, advertising or making awareness of vaccine injuries, people that have been injured by taking uh, oh, vaccines. Oh, really? Interesting billboard. Yeah. Especially in that part of the country. I mean, if that's where this happened. Yeah. Well, and have you ever heard of pox parties? Mm-hmm. 
that's a fun one too. And again, my wife knows more about this than I do, but people that take their kids, like one kid gets chicken pox, so all the moms are like, oh, hey, we want our, so they, they take them, yeah. get their kids exposed, get them a small bit of chicken pox, and they're, but our theory <laughs> is that then their immune system is actually stronger than when if they, they get would, it. Yeah. yeah, if they get it, than if they've been given a vaccine. And, uh, like, have a kissing party. It's like the one condonable kissing party. <laughs> that's right. Hey, kids, get in there and give hugs to your friends here. You know? Play with it. Chew on the same toys they're chewing on. You know? <laughs> anyway, I, it, yeah. A leathery kiss. Is that... Did we talk about that one time? I think we did. Leather, oh, about yeah. Leather. Some, something about a leather. I don't remember that. That's, we say some weird stuff Oh, sometimes. gosh. Off the beaten path. Right? Yeah. So, well... Gosh, there's a whole lot more stuff that we could talk about. We have hit it pretty good. The cigar is going pretty well. Should we do a wrap on the cigar then? I think so. Mine just about went out right there. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm working on it pretty good. Mm-hmm. But... Woo! So I'm drawing so hard on mine, it's sucking my sucking my cheeks in. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I'm <clears throat> having to work on it enough to where it's I think adversely affecting the taste a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I can't avoid. I can't be completely unbiased, but I'm doing the best I can on this cigar because it does seem like as I draw harder, it gets a little bit of that burnt mm-hmm. taste if I draw too much, and yeah. I am doing that. I think I'm getting some tunneling too because the the wrapper's kind of tearing off a little bit. Yeah, which that it, may. I don't think that's the wind. I think that's just the construction. I'm tearing a little bit of my wrapper off and try to get a better burn. When you draw too fast, you can't. That's that's something else that you can you can tunnel it. Mine mine is just a hint. You can mm-hmm. see it there. Oh, it's still lit. So, let's do a close. So, what are what are we getting? We got, we're down pretty close. To, I'm pretty close to the end. I, you yeah, you get, got more than me because I've been drawing really hard. So, what are what are we getting? Mm. Man, that I'm getting that nut, that toasted nut taste, mm-hmm. and that's really been the dominant. I think sort so of a too. sweet toasted nut, uh, kind of toasty. French toast, you might say. It's a little sweet, kind of. You could, you could, if you, I could almost get like a maple syrup taste out of it. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the almond amaretto because I'm, I'm sure that's what I'm tasting. In fact, the wind actually kind of, I didn't retrohale, but the wind kind of sucked it up through my nose as I opened my mouth and, and that ex- accentuated the mm-hmm. almond amaretto and the, the breadiness, but that nut is, it's good. So I think we'll say this has been pretty consistent, you uh-huh. know. Very, Any, very consistent. Anything bad, we're going to blame on the wind. And, but it's, it was worth it to sit outside and smoke it, even though we had yeah. some issues here. Yeah. So um, I don't think we have anything more to say, except that here's what we're supposed to taste. The cigar is supposed to produce an array of flavor, including toast, cedar, nuts, and sweet spices on the long but refined finish. Mm. We don't talk about the finish much, but we've been drawing so much to keep... Keep yeah, we've been busy here. So it's not you gotta you gotta take a break from the draw. Mm, just went out. Well, I'm gonna anyway. keep. I'm gonna try to finish mine a little more. <laughs> but we'll we'll call that good. Yeah. All right. It's, well, it's been, uh, good. It's been the uh, Criollo Le, or the Christophe Lijero Criollo Robusto. Um, hope you enjoyed all the stuff we talked about. Leave us a comment about the cigar or about what we had to say. We're interested in what you have to say. That's been Doug and Joe Talk. Talk to you next time.